What is up, guys? Austin here from the All or Nothing Show, and I wanted to take a brief moment before this episode starts to please ask you guys to leave us a review or share the episode or podcast with a friend, whether it be on your social media. If you do that, tag us. We'd love to see it. Um, but Or it could be a friend that just you happen to be talking to about what podcast you've been listening to lately. If you get any type of value, entertainment, or uh, perspective change on your way of thinking, we'd love to hear about it. So leave us a review. Um, this show is just us expressing our journeys through life, creating businesses, and stronger versions of ourselves. We're hoping that sort of relays and uh, hits you guys and gets you inspired and motivated to go out there and get some yourself. As always, keep moving forward and enjoy the show. Yeah. Hold on. All right. We in this bitch. Yeah, we're live. We're back. Hey, guys. It's the All or Nothing Show. We're on like a, uh, what do you call it? It's come, oh, uh, fuck. We're coming day and night. Well, yes, yes. No, uh, first come, first serve. We're on like a by request. That's what I'm thinking. By request podcast. Yeah. I feel like we've been lazy with it. And um, part of that is, you know, we had like more day yesterday. Sometimes you're out. Sometimes I'm busy, whatever it is. And um, I feel like our schedules don't new- normally align on the same day like they used yeah. to. Uh, but then I feel like you get the occasional DM that's like, y'all got to keep up with the podcast. Yeah. So where's the podcast? And I'm like, okay, that's right. You know, I get it. We do have five people that listen. So we need to give them much give them love. The juice. Yeah, much love. But uh, yeah, I do get like a message at least once a week. Yeah. Um, hey, y'all doing a podcast this week? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. So it really uh, does mean a lot, you know, since we have been over 100 episodes so far. Yeah. Which is really crazy to think about. It doesn't seem like 100, but at the same time, it does. It feels like we've been doing this for forever, but at the same time, it hasn't been that long. Well, we're on a full two years. Are we? Because we, we started before the pandemic, and oh, yeah, it's two right. years past pandemic. Right. So yeah. we're over two years of just talking shit. To twenty people, mature shit. But dogs. hey, we started at like zero, and now yeah. we're twenty. So <laughs> it's evolution. Did you get a new ring? No. So uh, the thing actually, looks thick as shit. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and it's still too big. So th- I bought a set off Amazon yeah. for like twelve bucks. It came with like twelve rings. Yeah. And uh, they're all like a half size too big. Yeah. And uh, I lost the metal one. I know that. I know oh, you, ca- you fully you lost found it. it. Like a couple times. You fully lost it. Yeah, I fully lost it. I gave up on it. Plus, I don't know. Oh, I do remember. I found it one day, and I was like, "This yours?" Yeah. I'd put it in my pocket because I don't want to lift with a metal. Yeah, one. No, I can lift course, with this all day, which is a, a rubber ring for anybody not watching. Um, yeah. But yeah, Amazon, check them out. I, I need to, and until I lose these big ones, I'm not buying a new set. I'm just gonna wear yeah. the loose ones until <laughs> I can spend another twelve bucks. Yeah, I uh, so I I got I had a few that were free, and then I had one that came with the metal ring Maddie gave me, and within. The week of being married, I had lost my real ring once, found it, and then I had lost another rubber ring. I think it went down the drain. I was washing my hands. It slipped off. And then the third, uh, so a second rubber ring, I lost too, but then I found it. It was in like cardboard of something we were going to trash. Yeah. Like I guess I tossed it and the ring went with it, but haven't lost one since. So we're back on the right track, still married, so it's all good. Yeah. I don't even have a tan line, man, and I still wear, I wear a ring every day, and Sarah's like, where's your tan line? Yeah. I ain't got one, bro. Well, I guess I got a little slight one, but yeah. it's my melanin. Anyway, more interesting topics that the people may or may not care about. The uh, I did the Murph. I did the Murph Sunday. Never nice. done it before. For those who don't know, it's like a CrossFit paradise. It's like the kind of go-to workout for Memorial Day or Memorial Weekend, and it's a uh, mile run, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 uh, squats, and then a mile run. Typically done with, 
I keep twenty pound vest. I th- yeah, you know for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because for some reason I was thinking forty. I was like, that's fucking hard. It's a twenty pound vest. Um, I think women can do like the twelve pound vest, so makes it even harder. And I did it body weight. Uh, when I did it, because I'm a little bitch. I was and gonna say, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't make up any excuses. No, I was gonna sugarcoat it. Uh, <laughs> but I'm glad I, I uh, bitched out on that. And then part of it, you know, I didn't want to aggravate the IT band. I didn't want to take a risk. Regardless, uh, it would have beat my ass anyway because yeah. the body weight version of the Murph beat my ass. I did it Sunday. I'm still sore today. Enough in my back that I didn't even really do but two sets of, like exercise today mm-hmm. on the back. Chest felt fine to like train today, uh, but that was definitely sore. Legs weren't too bad, but again, mainly because I was doing a body weight. I don't think it was too bad. Yeah. Uh, but wow, it took me essentially like right at an hour. Uh, I might've been a few seconds before or after, but good solid workout. Uh, the more I mix in these functional workouts, I realize how much I suck at them yeah. and I realize how different they are. And, you know, I was telling Rich who did it with me, a member at the gym that, you know, my muscles are so used to a getting a pump and B short bursts of six to 10 reps that they're really good for that. And then once we go past that, especially with short rest times, they're fucking toast, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a big obvious difference when I got to the leg exercises, there wasn't, I wasn't doing too bad. And I think it's because my body from all the running is used to rolling over the lactic acid and yeah. cycling that through. And so they actually had good endurance, especially when I went to do the second run half mile in, my legs weren't as tight from all the squats anymore. They were actually kind of loose. Uh, but when it came to my back, a couple reps in my back <clears throat> was tightening up and getting this pump. And I was yeah. like, no, 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 I don't want to pump right now. Yeah. I need to be able to move and keep these things going. So it's, it's funny how you spend so many years training one way mm-hmm. and then, you know, you do this workout, it's a different kind of genre yeah. of fitness and it, it fucks yeah. you up. I wish I did it. Uh, I know you mentioned it to me. Uh, I'll do it again in a couple weeks if you want to do it. Yeah, I definitely will. And especially since I missed, you know, doing it on Memorial Day, like most people do, yeah. um, I, w- I wish I did it after the fact, because, like you sort of mentioned, I've uh, once a week. It's not really on a weekend. It's whatever day falls to where I just feel beat the fuck up after riding, running, and whatever. I'll just do like some hit circuits out in the gym. And after I did them one time, because my body was just wrecked one day, and I was like, "Fuck it, let me just roll myself through some hit circuits in the gym on the turf, battle ropes, medicine balls, slam balls, whatever." And uh, I realized how unathletic I am. Yeah. And like. Some people might look on the outside and be like, dang, he's got some muscle to him. He's probably a beast. Mm-hmm. If they saw me run, I look like fucking Frankenstein or RoboCop. Oh, they tell so me. They un- tell unathletic. me what I look like. Yeah. <laughs> so unathletic. Uh, and no, and I go to watch myself do a couple exercises like slams, mm-hmm. uh, slam balls, or like a medicine ball twist to the wall, like throwing it at the wall. And I'm like, man, I Sometimes feel like it, I'm throwing yeah. it fast as shit. But I go to look Sometimes back at it. Sometimes it's sad, yeah. It looks slow as fuck. Yeah, when I'm running, I feel like, wow, I look fast. And then I like actually watch. So I like film you know, from my view, yeah. and it's moving fast. And then I see like the side view of Maddie Films or something like that, and it's slow as shit. Yeah, slow as yeah. shit. Stubby steps, yeah. And yeah, stubby, robotic. And it's like, man, I can't believe how unathletic I am. And maybe I've always been that way. Yeah. But it ain't helping with me just sticking inside my box of like uh-huh. bodybuilding and like, you know, strength training yeah. and whatnot. Which and like I still you love. said, lick, looks aren't everything because, uh, you know, Rich wanted to get a picture, which I'm glad um, we got one after we did the Murph. And, you know, I've been cutting. So, like, I had some abs, sweaty. It looked good. You know, and he's got the vest on, yeah. a little more of a dad bod, but it's because he mentioned that in the, you know, in the bio, he's like dad bod. One of us clearly has that or whatever. And uh, I commented, and I was like, "But dad bod beat lean bod yeah. by like 15 minutes." Yeah. <laughs> so 
you know, looks are and everything. And it's cool seeing, um, you know, he's not some like elite athlete. And, you know, he'll even admit, especially like the past few months, he's been in and out of working out because of vacation, work, whatever, um, does a ton of work on his farm. Uh, but point is, even with his like lack of training over the past few months, he still has so much experience with this stuff yeah. that, you know, he could smoke me in any of the workouts we've done. Like we, he's been coming a lot of the times on the Sundays that I've been doing these functional workouts and, uh, you know, he'll come up with some exercise or circuit yeah. and blow through it with like double the weight. And I'm struggling with, you know, half of it. Yeah. I've seen him, uh, speaking of rich, I've seen him out there in the gym doing some like kettlebell or functional workouts, yeah. you know, not really strict or isolated things, a lot of functional work. And, uh, I'm sure like the work he does outside of the gym translates or transfers into the gym like that, like, mm-hmm. Not farm boy, it's got that but farm country, boy strength. country boy strength. Country boy strength, like, yeah. You know, where it's just that endurance to where it's like, man, is this motherfucker going to you know, slow up? Uh, yeah. I used to work, speaking of which, like uh, a little side note, landscaping with this guy. Fat, huge belly, smoke smoke and drink every yeah. night. But when we go to do landscaping and, and like cut trees, yeah, mulch, fucking blow through it. dude would be yeah. like, what the fuck you doing, pussy? You all yeah, show no dude. go. And I'm just sitting yeah. there. And I was taking some fucking <laughs> shit back then. I was taking trend and yeah. um, all this other shit. And uh, he was still blowing past yeah. me. I was like, fuck. It's a, different, it's a different thing, man. Yeah. It's a different thing. You know what's funny, too? Because you just did it the same way I do it. Two things I'll say. One is it's such a bodybuilder or powerlifter thing to call anything that's not Bodybuilding, often functional, functional. movements. <laughs> it's like it's well, like is CrossFit functional? Some elements, sure, yeah. but it's like we don't know what to call it, so we just like uh functional. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I, I see it as like if you're having to use more than just one body part. Type yeah, deal, it's like all right. Well, if you're having to use two or three like move or you know, I guess they'd be called body. more explosive or athletic movements. Yeah. Things like that would be a better better way to describe it. I guess so, yeah. I just thought that was funny because I do the same thing. I say, oh, it's a functional Sunday when most people that follow me are probably like, you mean like a regular workout? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it just shows you how unfunctional (laughs) I am when I call it that. And then the other thing is you said slow up. And I say slow up. Sometimes there's certain things like, oh, I was driving my car and I slowed up like at this to this light or whatever. And Maddie like gets on me like crazy about it because she's always saying, you don't slow up, you slow down. And I always say, no, sometimes you're increasing the deceleration or the slowness, so you're yeah, slowing up. It works. Yeah, I, it could work both. Ways. I think enough people use the term that she's got to get off my uh, case with that. I don't know who else I hear slow up from, but maybe she, it might she be said you. someone at uh, where she works said yeah. it, and and they I don't say it all the time though because I do say slow down. I say both. Yeah, yeah but sometimes it just you know slips out. You just got to slow up. Yeah, slow up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but uh, I just rode this past weekend. Instead of doing the Murph, I rode a 30 miles. It looked miles. like one of your best rides you've ever had, honestly. Definitely. Uh, Sometimes the stars align. I filmed it, and I'm going to put together a fucking vlog, man. I don't, I'm sure you've been the same way. Yeah. And people out there can relate to this. I filmed for like three weeks of just like random shit, and I'm like, man, I got to finish this vlog. I just got to put it into it. Mm-hmm. Fucking chop the head off and film it, edit it, put it up. But I still haven't done that. But I did film the ride and my uh, experience with it and whatnot because it was my longest ride since January, since COVID and the clots and whatnot. And at first, the day started off not so hot. I got out there, started at Rockets Landing, got like three or four miles in, and I was like, man, my legs are killing me. Like, felt heavy, tight, hips were very tight. This was during the few miles? During the first few miles of the ride. And uh, took a ton of electrolytes, drank electrolytes before that, tons of water, food packs them with me and uh it wasn't until about i remember looking down i was like eight or nine miles in i hit a stride it was 
and in my head, I was like, man, I feel like I could go all fucking day. Yeah, I know. And it was like, and when I when I thought about, it, I was like, how could I relate this when I talk about it? It's like I imagine a coal burning stove, like a train engine, like a smoke train. And when you that thing gets nice and hot, and those embers are fucking glowing yeah. orange, and you can throw any other shit on it, it's still gonna. It's Dude, gonna I had the up. same exact thought process and feeling. Uh, Thursday, I did a half marathon. So thirteen point one is my longest mm-hmm. in a while as well. And uh, from like mile. Seven to like ten, yeah. The same way I was like, man, dude, I feel like I could do twenty right now. Yeah. Like I just feel like I could just go forever. I just, I'm just in this like perfect groove to where I'm past the initial fatigue. Yep. I'm settled in, and I don't like I don't feel tired. I feel like I'm just effortless. Right. Yeah, effortless. And uh, and then it catches up to you by the end. It like, does. Because I knew like once I hit like mile ten, I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, yeah, three's fine for today. Three more, yeah. you know. And it, but you know, I made it. There's down that to my- zone though. Because I told myself I was going to do 30. Before I even got on the bike, I was like, I'm doing 30 today. Regardless of how I feel one mile in, I don't give a fuck if I'm ready to get off the bike then. I'm going to just do 30 however long it takes. But got out there, got the rhythm going, made it to 15, and I almost got to that point where I got cocky. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go another 10. I'm going to get 40. But I was like, you know what? Let me play it. Yeah. It's my first time doing this yeah. in a while. So I hit around, yeah. turned around, started coming back. And about like, yeah, another five miles after that, about yeah. mile 20, I was like, oh, bitch. Reality comes right back. Oh, yeah. bitch. My legs feel heavy. I'm glad I'm already on the way home. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a good ride, man. It was a good ride. I'm excited because uh, I'm going to probably go ride a little bit today. Not nearly as much, um, but just something to get out there and get some miles in. And uh I've been enjoying it, and I'm looking forward to it because even though it's getting hotter, and I know Ronnie, who helped me out training before COVID and whatnot um, for the century that I was going to do, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, it's going to be the hottest months coming up. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I know it's going to be a bitch, but I'm also like excited because I'm like, bring it on. What I've learned with the heat is uh, you need to give your body time to acclimate, yeah. and then when you can beat the heat and get there earlier... Uh, you want to do that because there will be mental toughness that you can gain out of it. And your body will acclimate and get used to it. But at the end of the day, uh, if you don't have ice buffs with you and things like that to actually cool your body temperature down, uh, even if you hydrate and have electrolytes, you will like run your body down. Yeah. So it's almost like you just need to take more scheduled breaks, like maybe 20 miles in, find a shady spot, you know, have some ice with you and like, you know, cool yourself down like a flask. That would be my advice. Cause I, I've been, I remember last summer when it first started getting hot and I could run, you know, a comfortable, like eight or 10 mile, like moderate run, no problem. And then one day I went out for a run and it was like 84 and extra humid. I got to the three mile spot. I had to stop in like yeah. the shade. And I was like, holy shit. Like I am so under like prepared right now. And uh, especially those first few, you know, times out, you just got to like almost feel it out first. Don't go immediately would be my advice and try and do like, let's say another 30 if it's like 90 degrees. No, no, no. Yeah. And not that you were going to, but just uh, it's interesting. It's Uh, it's interesting how much I'm not going to say that I I definitely agree that I'm the type that I would hang myself. Yeah, you try and tough. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I like I've to push there. myself, you know, and that's something that yeah. I've, you know, I haven't always liked to do. But yeah. recently I'm just like, give me more. And it'll pay off in the fall yeah. when it's cooler. But uh, I will say, not that this is the cure or this is going to be like the difference, like we're different or something like that. But when I'm able to go 16, 17 miles an hour, there's a big breeze compared to That's you know, true. running. So when, I, like, when I rode difference. the bike 30, the 30 this past yeah. weekend, my back was sweaty, but 
I wasn't really? sweating anywhere else. Like, that is a big difference because I was today even I uh, was doing six and I knew I was probably making a mistake like not bringing any water with me, but I was like ah oh, six miles like I'll I'll suffer the last two miles but it'd be fine, and uh, it was fine. But coming back, I feel the heat on my back. Yeah, and it just feels like when I get to the shady spots, it's still heavy air, but when I get out of the shade, oh it's just beating you down. Yeah, it's it's uh it's brutal. It can be brutal. And that's. <clears throat> pretty much how it hits me on my back on the bike um my back gets the hottest the sweatiest but usually like everywhere else even my face is usually dry everything's pretty dry just because fortunately i'm going fast enough in most spots to get a breeze going it's like fucking wind yeah but i'm sure that the heat's gonna get anybody that's out there it doesn't matter i definitely agree but it's been fun man i've been running a little bit too um not not that there's no really structure i'm just trying to make it a point to where if I have a free moment, I at least go get a mile in mm-hmm. just to get used to that. My ankles are killing me. My feet are killing me. My ankles definitely the most um, from running. When's that? Have you ever uh, rollerbladed or ice skated recently? No. I was going to say, I feel like years. that would kill your ankles. Yeah, yeah. like 10 years. Because I remember when I was ice skating a few years ago at like a local rink during mm-hmm. the holidays, and I used to ice skate on rollerblade a lot like as a kid, and... Uh, I was like, oh, this will be no problem. And I got out there, and like, four minutes in, they felt so fatigued. Like, yeah. like I was like Bambi, you know. I had to take a break. I um, And the reason I've been running a little bit is obviously to find another way to uh, challenge, push, challenge yeah. myself. And it's it's so it's a low, it's low-hanging fruit. It's, it's a cheap barrier to entry yeah. to run. Yeah. You don't have to have a membership to do it. You don't have to have specific shoes. Just a, just a pair of it's, shoes. It's nice if you have some nice shoes, yeah. but you know you don't even have to have shoes. You can run barefoot <clears throat> if you want to. You could. Yeah. But just fucking running, and I'm like, man, I suck at that. But just a little bit of improvement I've seen over the past uh, three or four weeks that I've been doing it, and it's more so just getting as comfortable and confident myself to be able to push a little harder. Um, my mile time getting better and better, and uh, I've been eyeballing months out uh you know smaller triathlons of some sort to where i can you know run cycle and even swim that's one thing that uh i was thinking about recently is i feel like you're like me where you want to prepare for a big event and you don't want to waste your time with like the little shit right like oh i can do a 30 mile uh ride or i can do a half marathon on my own in my training for a marathon for whatever but I think there's a lot of value in doing those smaller races mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> because you get a chance to kind of practice like you play. You get the experience of doing it around a bunch of people yep. and, and like race day events and things like that. And uh, that's something I want to do because I'm kind of eyeballing. Uh, I'll just put it out there. I just feel like it's like bad. I get, I get nervous that there's like bad karma, like a knock on wood scenario. But anyway, I plan on doing the Colorado Springs Marathon in October because mm-hmm. uh, that'll give me a good time frame essentially like 14, 15 weeks after we move, so plenty of time to kind of train for it, and I've been building a good base. But I'd like to try and get in like a half marathon race sometime in uh, like August. Yeah. Or maybe even like uh, late July would be good. Just to kind of, again, feel some things out, push a little bit of a harder pace because it's a designated like race day, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, sometimes I think it's easy to just set your your eyes on like the the, like long goal. Mm Mm-hmm. But the, the short little things help you build up the confidence, too. For sure. And obviously, 
me still training for the century is uh you know gonna help if when it, and when and if I go to do the triathlons uh-huh. triathlon the ones I've been looking at are only like fifteen mile rides yeah. but that's not including a five k and then like a t- couple hundred meter and run and you can just swim. push hard on that fi- you know fifteen yeah. miles but you know. uh, I think the reason the main reason that I'm thinking about doing a triathlon and even when I go and ride you know I guess this is just in general but it's not to compete against other people out there of course yes I want to do well but it's for me to like get out there and sort of have something else that I can compete against myself. So I want to, I want to do a triathlon, have my time and be like, all right, I want to train to beat that time, mm-hmm. you know, um, or, you know, see how I can always, you know, keep it leveling up. Yeah. It's good to have a measurement to compare to, you know, with my rides, I've, I've been riding enough to where I have at least a little bit of a track record now to where like, all right, it takes me about this long to do a 30 mile ride. Can I either slow this point down or can I make this point to this point a little bit quicker or you know whatever the case may be um but right now it's more so distance but uh i'd like to have some more smaller goals or you know a a goal outside of just riding distance of the century of like all right what can i do to like be competitive in a different way i guess you know time wise yeah and also i haven't swam forever i'm sure i suck at that i don't float Someone asked me the other day if I would do a triathlon. I was like, no, I will not swim. And yeah. cycling doesn't excite me at the moment. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, swimming isn't doesn't seem fun to me at all. But I think I could I could do it, especially if there's other people out there. Not that I'm just going to jump in, not, not swim at all. I'm going to fucking eventually start training for I that. feel weird about uh, pools the older I've gotten. Because once I started working at AmFam and I yeah. saw, like, you know, okay, you add these chemicals, make sure everything's balanced. But... I didn't know for the longest time that, like, if someone bleeds in the pool, that you don't do anything about it. No. Like, you just, the chlorine's supposed to kill it. Kill it. And I get it. The chemicals are killing it. They're working. But the more you think about, you know, how many times you went to, like, water country as a kid or some water park, and this kid's, you know, his Band-Aid's floating in the pool. For sure. Or just people bleeding. Bleeding, um, peeing. Or, you know, time of month type stuff. Yeah. And then you're like... It's supposed to be sanitary, but how sanitary is it, you know? Well, dude, I think of this as well, and I try not to think too deep on it. I'm like, fuck You it. almost wish you could men and black yourself with yeah. things. But I was at the river this past Saturday at the Rappahannock. Yeah. And everybody on the beach, you know what they're going in the water to do. Oh, that's right. They've been sitting on the right. beach all yeah. fucking day. Yeah. Everybody's drinking. Yeah. Even and me including. I had a couple beers. For sure. And- my my wife's like, oh, I'm gonna go get in the water. I'm you're like, just I know what you're doing. Because she only goes out. And you watch yeah. them all, especially the females. The females do it the most. They walk yeah, out they about do. waist deep. They don't yeah. go any further, and they just stand there. And I'm like, everybody knows what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, you gotta At not least just dip, stand dip there. in yeah. and like act like you're swimming a little bit. Yeah. At least when I go to pee in the water, I'm like, I'm moving around a little bit. I'm yeah. shuffling. I'm not just sitting there with the tip of my dick. Turd floats yeah. behind you. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking sitting there, letting yeah. it leak out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, everybody in the river does it. I mean, but there's thousands or however many gallons in that. But people definitely piss in the pool. And it's probably yeah. majority <laughs> urine. Yeah, it's just something tough to overcome. You know, when you when you know when you know it's like that. Yeah. But again, you wish you could just uh, forget. Just kind of like there's this video. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I feel like we might have talked about it on the podcast before. Strawberries. And yeah, if I don't you pour, that yeah, I don't think those are real. For that people, fake for news, people listening, dude. it's like you you uh pour vinegar or something to basically like bring out there's a shit ton of these like bugs and strawberries like fresh strawberries out of like the store and uh, they all come crawling like out of it and it's it makes you not want to eat strawberries anymore I'm but again all day. I love strawberries so I wish I could just like forget that instance you know they're good for you 
They are. They and they're pretty cheap, you, you know. The bugs. Yeah. Dude, how about fucking prices, man? Oh, my it God. Is, man. I mean, they're high well, as Here's fuck. the thing. That's how I felt like it's like with gas, right? What are you going to do? Not get gas? You're going to pay it anyway. And fortunately, I, I'm financially well off enough that like it doesn't drastically impact my living. But I think about the other people where they are living on paychecks, right? And they go to the store and what used to be five dozen eggs is like six bucks. Yeah. Now it's 18. Now chicken that was $12 is 22. And all these things start stacking up. Yeah. It's like, fuck. And no wonder I look at some of these people's carts and they all got little bites and cheese balls. It's because that shit doesn't go up no. in price. That's it usually insane. doesn't. It's only yeah. like the whole healthy foods that get fucked. Yeah, it's because usually you have to feed the other shit to yeah. like make it like yeah. chicken, beef, whatever, That's like true. eggs. You have to feed that fucking animal to make produce it. Yeah. You know? So it's like just the cost of it. But I don't know, man. I, I at first I get a little. Your pissed eggs off. must be stupid expensive because you buy like the nicer five bucks. eggs. Like five bucks. Four twenty. What are you getting one at a time? A dozen. <laughs> I eat four a day, so the last well, I probably get a dozen and a half a week. So I eat like I eat four eggs every morning. How's that last you a week? Like a dozen and a half, something like that. Okay. You you so you buy eggs every single week? I always get like a, a, a like two five dozen. Or something like that. Like not two five dozen, like two yeah. two right. five so dozen. I probably do buy two so I, two dozen. Yeah, so like I'm ten bucks worth of eggs a week. Okay. Yeah. Man. And then I buy the store brand chicken breast. Those are still a dollar yeah. nine a pound. And then uh, store brand oatmeal. Store brand. I buy everything you're, else. You're, store brand. You're Mister Store Brand for yeah. sure. And I've been that way before for this fucking inflation shit. I've just yeah. been like live as cheaply as possible. Still broke now. <laughs> so, yeah, hey, dead serious. Dead serious. Yeah. I, I ain't got shit. Yeah, I uh, we tried. We, we we splurged a little bit. Wasn't much of a splurge, but we got uh some pork when we went to Kroger last time because I was like, you know, we always have chicken, turkey, basic shit. And I was like, you pork know what? What? Uh, it's like pork tenderloin, like center okay, cuts yeah, or whatever yeah, it said. Right. So we got some of those. Put them in the crock pot. Turned out pretty good. Yeah. So we're having some of those. Yeah, tenderloins, the uh, fat content's much lower. If you got, like, some other pork, it's usually fat. Fattier. Yeah. Yeah. Pork fucks me up, though, man. I don't know what about it. It's pork in general. I can eat pork tenderloin, pork chops, pork sausage, bacon, yeah. whatever the fuck. My guts immediately get rid of it. Yeah. Like, immediately. I don't know if I have, yeah. like, alpha-gal or whatever. That shit where you're, like, allergic to certain meats or whatever. I don't know. But it's been like that for years. Yeah. So, in a more serious note, you want to talk about the Texas thing? The shooting? Oh, sure. I didn't really keep up with it. Yeah. So, a couple thoughts on it. One, to what you just said. You know, I saw it happen. Maddie, like, we watched a show or whatever, like usual at night, and she saw it pop up uh, somewhere Mm -hmm. on, I guess, Monday night. We were just both, like, you know, kind of in that, like, awestruck, like, I don't know. It's like a crazy thing to happen, right? Yeah. You know, and so you're like looking at it a little bit. But the next few days, I was kind of like, A, it's usually just a lot of headlines, uh, you know, popping up from news sites trying to get attention. And I was like, you're not going to have the real details for a few days. And also, I just don't want to surround myself with all this, you know, obviously it's horrific. So it's like, there's no, there's nothing I can do by just scanning through, reading headline after headline about how awful it is and just you know, what a tragedy. Um, so sometimes I feel like these things are just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like 
there's only so much you can say or do about a scenario, you know? Yeah. And they're always just kind of talked about for, or, you know, people repost things on their story for like a few days and they act like they're more righteous than you, I feel like, for like posting about it. But then the next week, you know, it's back to the same drinking party club story. So it's like, I don't know. I think the best shit that you or people like you or I can do that probably don't have a huge pull and influence and or policymaking within the government is focusing on you and those around you being the best person you can be and leading by example. So the kids that you raise or potentially have, you raise them to not be a piece of shit like that cocksucker was. That was definitely a parenting problem. For sure. Right? Like if that's a kid, every scenario. It it has to be. Where's the responsibility eventually lead to? You just can't be like, oh, he's just fucking that. You're just a piece of shit that raised a piece of shit kid. Every single shooter that's like this, or probably even on like a singular shooting level, doesn't even have to be mass shootings. It's like the person, whether they have a diagnosed mental illness or not, they're clearly fucked in the head to want to kill another human being yeah. uh, for that matter. And to your point, most of these people, you look into them, whether it's like the uh, Stoneman Douglas and like, or like Parkland shooting or this one or, you know, Sandy Hook, all that. It's always, you know, a troubled person exhibiting tons of red flags, um, oftentimes posting about doing this before they actually do it. And... You know, uh, parents aren't around or they're treated like shit or they come from, like, poor upbringings and these things like that. And, you know, I I feel like I don't know about you, but growing up in, like, my school, in public school, there's a number of kids that I could have looked at and been like, hey, on the wrong day, pushed to the edge, this kid could be that. Oh, yeah. Because there's enough, there's enough, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't mean this in, like, a negative. I mean it in, like, a literal sense. There's enough losers in society that have nothing to live for that want to get back and feel like they've been cheated or screwed in life and feel like this is their only out for attention or for righteousness or, you know, they, they want to kill themselves anyway. So they're like, I better go out with like a bang or something like that. You know? Yeah. There's just enough, there's enough people in the world that there's bound to be fuckheads and, and just, you know, absolute garbage of people. I just I try to like play at different scenarios and you know I don't I didn't give it much thought you know I I remember seeing yeah. the news and whatnot but it's like at the end of the day it's got to be the way they're brought up like I was brought if we yeah. could me and you being the way we were raised and the culture the way we were taught about safety of just those around us and yeah. treating other people certain ways we could leave a pistol a gun back here on this fucking table loaded. Yeah. Just theoretically, we could leave it here and it would never yeah. kill a person. It yeah. would never, sh- unless it was, you know, a threat of some sort. You're going to protect yeah. yourself, obviously. That's yeah. the reason why we have guns. Second Amendment yeah. is to protect ourselves. <laughs> but, like, it wouldn't ever just. We, and then fire you, itself. Like, yeah. It, yeah. It's, yeah. It's because there's. It's just crazy the thinking behind it and how it's not like, oh, the, the, the culture, the, the way. Kids are raised. Yeah, certain so that's kids. that's one thing I wanted to get on was like it's obviously a cultural problem that okay, part of the culture is inherently related to guns and them being legal in America, but people make just the dumbest arguments on both extreme sides. And one is like, oh, uh, you know, Republicans or whoever says gun control doesn't work, but then look at Belgium, Netherlands, Japan, and it's like okay, these countries 
have like a tenth at most of the population of the U.S. Yeah. and have a completely different culture. It, the same, I saw someone say this, and I thought it was so accurate. The same people in Hollywood that are like, we need to take away all the guns. They're acting in movies that glorify guns and gunfights yeah. and all the shooting and horror and violence. And so you grow up watching all these gun movies. You go, you grow up playing Call of Duty and worshiping these games, you know, where they're shooting people and reviving, blah blah. And then you know you have some some mental issues. You have a bad upbringing, whatever. And these people just turn to this stuff because they, they, I don't know if they don't see reality for what it is, and they think life's a game or whatever. And so these things happen. So it's clearly a cultural thing. We do have a culture yeah. built around like guns and violence to an extent. Um, and it's not anyone's one person's fault. It's not the, the guns, the inanimate objects' fault. But there's something that can be done. I think the vast, and this is the same with almost every issue, the vast majority of people are fine with coming to a compromise of, okay, we're not going to ban guns because that's not even feasible. And we're not going to do nothing because that's not great either. We can come to a solution of, okay, enhancing a little bit more of a, of a universal background check, because there's already background checks, but the standard to which they're done varies from state to state. That's also like a miss, uh, a, a myth that like goes around social media that there's no background checks. There are background checks in every single state, as far as I'm aware of. Just the level of background and checks usually varies. Usually you have to wait a day or yes. two. Some sometimes. you can wait a day or two, things like that. Um, I know in Virginia... It's, I think, one of the more lax states, but even with that, you know, it takes like 20 minutes, which isn't overly long, but they're going through a background check, criminal record, all of that. You're filling out a shit ton of paperwork. Uh, the difference is some states, you know, they might have a waiting period or they might go through not just criminal record and criminal activity, but also uh, mental health uh, activity if you've ever been checked into an institution. But a lot of times these, you know, these killers, these people uh, with problems, you know, this might be their first offense. So you're not going to catch them with criminal activity or catch them on a background check or a mental health eval if they're trying to game the system yeah. anyway. You know, it's kind of like the idea of, you know, if you're creating a law to stop people who break laws. It's like they're they're going to break the law anyway. That doesn't mean you should do nothing, though. But I think, again, that's the compromise that most people can come to. But people love posting extremes on their stories or, or on Instagram or, or in public or our congressmen and women love talking about these extremes just to get political points. It's just, it's like we're playing this stupid game. That's why I don't even get involved with it because it's a stupid game on both sides. You got the, the you know, the classic person with the American flag uh, background goatee and sunglasses on with their AR-15 you ain't gonna take my guns and then you got the other person that's like we need to ban and steal all your guns you don't need to protect yourself all this and that yeah. it's like both are, are wrong and extremes you know mm -hmm. and most people aren't there no so it's it's like it's just again I don't even like to look at like headlines for the stuff because it's just drummed up drama so that people you know just have more stuff to talk about you know it's like yeah. they stopped talking about Ukraine weeks ago. That's still going on. <laughs> of course. And then when they feel like it, they bring COVID back in the headlines, you know? I guess if there's a will, there's a way. You know, you take away their gun, they're going to use a knife. They're going to use a car. That's what happens in the UK. Uh, there's a lot a, more stabbings than the US. A crockpot bomb, you know, out yeah. of a pressure cooker. You know, it's whatever. There's a will, there's a way. If they want to do damage, they yeah. can do damage. But I think to, to answer, I guess, my question or, or give my answer to this question is, I think responsibility. Uh, there needs to be uh, some type of mental, like house check. And when I say house check, is like your closest around you 
and getting your house in order and realizing that you have to lead by example and raise we need to raise more responsible raise responsive or make responsibility a i don't i don't know what the word i'm looking for but like start start at home first that's how we fix or get the trajectory onto a better course i believe is starting at home focusing on your kids and letting them be stand-up citizens and showing them the way to, to live their life and yeah. lead by example. So hopefully they can be contagious to their friends and be like, oh, shit, they, you know, do the right things. Yes. I'm going to do the right things. You know? And it's usually people that have never purchased or owned a firearm or shot one that have this misrepresentation of, of what it is, how the process works, and what it's like. Because, you know, <laughs> when you're in a firing range or shooting range and you're surrounded by people with guns that can kill you, Everyone understands the seriousness, respects the the weapon, yeah. and respects the situation enough to make sure they're following all the rules. They make sure they double check, triple check the gun's not loaded or when it is loaded. They're making sure the gun is always pointed downrange. It's never pointed at someone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are these safety precautions always in place because, again, these populations, these, these you know, firing ranges, these companies— understand the seriousness no one's out here just hoping that things go free free willy nilly and a lot of the people that you know conceal carry everywhere they go the grocery store church wherever they have that same kind of calmness and responsibility to understand you know what they're carrying with them yeah and like you said i think if you're raising a household where you understand you know what that gun's capable of and you have that respect and responsibility of that item you know, you grow up with a different calmness and understanding about it. And I guess like... Versus being fearful of it. Maybe kids or some of these kids that have these issues or that are the cause of these issues don't realize what life is. You know, That's like what I think it the is. The price clearly, of life. I mean, clearly, they, they just got so many issues. Clearly, so, you know. I, we could, I guess we could agree to close it is like yeah. that it needs to start at home for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And then that would hopefully spread throughout the community and the country. Yeah. It's a multifaceted issue that yeah. requires a multifaceted approach, a solution. Sure. So it's not one bill that's going to fix it. No, not yeah. at all. Not yeah. at all. Because if there's will, there's way. That's right. Um, In brighter news. Yeah, I know. Switch gears, dude. Uh, I heard you're working on a new formula. Yeah. Um, I have some. Uh, I have some things to get in order with this. You know, where I'm at a trajectory now with Jim Flow, to where. You know, we've been doing well. We've been having new products drop, and things are still going smoothly. Uh, It's just, I'm at a point now to where do I want to focus on bringing our inventory? Because let me reverse this. Starting off, when we first started GymFlow, we started off, in my opinion, way too broad. We spread ourselves way too thin. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I've had two or three people in the past couple days reach out to me via my YouTube channel where I've talked about how I started GymFlow. And they asked me, hey, what's your best advice for starting off? And I'm like, hey, start with one. Don't try and spread yourself out too thin. When I say start with one, start with one product. Don't try and come out with six right out the gate unless you have mad loot. And we, you know, we spread ourselves way too thin and we probably could be further off than we were if we would have went all in on one product and got a shit ton of it and got it at a great deal to where we could have sold it at even higher margin. And this is just strictly business. This isn't like, oh, we're trying to like only it's all about cash. But a business has to have a margin to stay in business. Yeah. 
And um, I'm at a point now where it's like, do I want to continue to focus on newer products or do I want to like remind myself to double down on making sure inventory is just stacked and I'm getting the best price I can for manufacturing on my products. So it's like, do I want to come back out with three flavors of pre-workout or do I want to just hammer on one right now and like really see the long game of having inventory because sold out doesn't sell. If you know what I'm saying? (laughs) That is is the problem, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it seems good. It's like, Oh, if we have, you know, if you have the inventory of multiple different SKUs of products, then it's like, okay. People have variety. Yeah. They have variety, but if, it's pros and cons, I guess, everything. Yeah. Sold, and I, I think I heard it from Supplement Snoop one time. It's sold out, doesn't sell. And it's like, damn, that's true. You got to make sure your ducks are in the order with inventory. Tell that to Alphalete. They sell out all the time. Yeah, but ho- <laughs> they have the cash flow to yeah. like, drop it right back in. And most small yeah. businesses like me, yeah. you know, you don't have just cash sitting around. No. It's, it's tied up in product or yeah. it's tied up in this or that. To it's where immediately it, recycled. Yeah, you know. it has to be recycled. I don't make any money from Jim Yeah. So it's... uh. It's at a weird spot. Well, not a weird spot. It's at a spot where I'm having to sit down and really figure out what, what the angle next you move is go. Yeah. and uh, go from there. But we're only looking up. Yeah. And yeah. I think moving forward, and Peyton, he sort of got me thinking about this, and I don't I don't see any problem with it. I only see any helping and uh, being able to help others and give a, a good experience for pre-workout enthusiasts is – Getting away some, from some of these banned ingredients that are banned yeah. by WADA or banned by yeah. some of these federations to where we can be able to help and reach more people that are competitors that want to take gym flow or want to optimize their performance but don't want to get you know banned from whatever. Yeah, he was telling me a little bit about it, and um, I, I think it's a smart approach. Because for the longest time, I wanted to be the hard. I wanted to be hard. Well, for the like, longest time, that's what that's what it was about. Yeah, it was about if you got the most stem crazy pre workout, yep. if you got the hardest hitting. Um, but nowadays, it seems like not that gym flow is going to this, but no. it seems like less is more is sure. like the go-to, and you see plenty of brands just coming out, slapping together generic uh, formulas that just have you know a few a few decent ingredients, and they're just hitting it with the branding and flavoring, and that it is what it is. You and know? I think there's there's room there to still have a top tier, like a a premium level formula, yeah, but it's still being just something. Instead of it being stemmed and being like, all right, where's the next rush? Yeah. I want the next crack ride of pre-workout or whatever product. Instead of feeling crazy, I want to feel good. I want to feel good. I want to feel like I can perform on all cylinders. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a fucking rocket ship. It just needs me to fucking feel in the zone, get shit done, and do my best. And I think that's like taking a step back over the past few months, realizing that we're, you know— we're not that brand that's going to be the the hardcore underground brand. I don't want to be that. I want to be what feels performance and what feels good and it's going to last the long run. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm a, I don't know. I'm I got some thinking, some things to sort of look over, but I'm excited to uh keep it moving forward, man. And you know, I think having some help with Peyton um as long as we can continue to have some more uh more passionate hands is always good. Yeah. I I I just had another set of eyeballs and way of thinking because I've been doing it for And he's so with long. the young crowd. Yes. Even though he's my age, I'm not with the young crowd. Me neither. <laughs> and sometimes we'll sit there and talk about something. I'm like, why? the why? And he'll, be, he'll explain it. And I'm like, all right, I get it. And, you know, that that's what helps. Uh, an yeah. outer set of eyeballs that, yeah. you know, because I'm in, I sometimes put myself in that box and I'll admit that. Yeah. Um, 
to where I'm like, nope, this is the way. Why the fuck would we do that? Yeah. But you know, I it matters. It. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um, what's the update on Iron Belt? You when are you cut closing? <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, actually, we we kind of do have a date now. Um, we should be leaving uh, first few days of July. It's so like second, third, something yeah. like that. And uh, Jim's still crushing it. Still, Jim is still doing good. Um, been busy, which is good because uh, you know a lot of new signups. Obviously, a lot of students coming back, uh, but some more permanent ones as well, which is always good to see. And we've added two more deadlift platforms to the freeweight room, which has been great. I think you know it was an idea that. I'd been tossed around for a while, and now that we've capitalized it and got two in there, got more pl- red plates, uh, they're going to use. You know, nice. and it's good to see that everything. It's good to see when you buy a new piece of equipment, whatever it is, that it's getting used. I mean, it sounds obvious, but sometimes you buy something new, especially if it's specialized and it gets used here or there. But when something is used a shit ton, it seems like everyone's enjoying it. Yeah, uh, it it makes you feel proud and happy about that purchase you're giving value you like if you feel like man yeah i'm fucking hooking people yeah you feel like you're you're giving you're feeding the members what they want and uh we definitely have this big powerlifting base here which is happy to you know it's great to have and uh now that that group can essentially just kind of like they already were doing hang out in that same room do all their bench squat deadlift accessories kind of all all together in that room it's, it's been great yeah so uh, we, we added that, added some little things here or there. We got some more collars. Uh, we got a, a new squat bar coming in um, soon as well. I think this week or next, so that's good as well. And uh, just adding on little things here. Uh, still trying to plan out getting a belt squat sometime near the end of the summer mm-hmm. would be a nice addition as well. Uh, so the gym is moving along. It's doing yeah. great. Um, it will continue to thrive in the hands of you and you know some members and trusted individuals uh, with us being gone. And uh, if it burns down, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> well, I had a good run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just yeah. messing. But uh, I think that's probably it for today. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. make sure you guys share the show. And you know what? If you're on, if you listen to it on Spotify, I just realized this. You can leave like little star reviews on there. I know I'm like I should realize this that there's reviews you and stuff re- like that. Leave reviews everywhere. I know you can leave comments and share it. Like yeah. I know you could share it, but please give us give us a hookup if you have been enjoying the show and keeping up with it. Help us help you, you so we can continue <laughs> making these. Uh, yeah. Leave us a review, put up some stars, and uh, share the show. Make sure you tag us. Tag us. We'd love to see it in your stories. Uh, what you're listening to, what you liked about the show. Yeah. Um, we do this because we enjoy it, man. We spread our story. Hopefully, y'all get inspired by it and get out there and move it forward. Absolutely. We'll see see y'all next week.